Washington football. Woo! Everybody and welcome to the Burgundy Zone. I am your host Kyle, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Michael Hall and Michael Reba. We are joined by a very special guest, Sam Fortier, beat reporter for the Washington Football Team for the Washington Post. Thank you so much for joining us, Sam. How are you doing? Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. And I, the first thing we got to ask you, Sam. Big news today was the first day of OTAs. So I'm going to make this real easy and simple for you, Sam. What was your biggest takeaway from day one? Uh, I think my biggest takeaway was obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback. I could have gone with some other things, right? Like the rebuilt receiving core, the the shuffling offensive line, uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat not being there. But to me, you know, like the NFL revolves around the quarterback and the head coach. They got the, the head coach nailed down last year. They, they got a stopgap quarterback this year. And, and really, I think when people do record projections, when they do, hey, how's this team going to work? It really is going to come down to the quarterback. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, the majestic beard of Fitz Magic, was on the field today. And uh, it was it was really good to see. Um, and, and really, I was honestly surprised at how well things went. Um, he had a really nice uh, back shoulder to, to Cam Sims, about 20, 25 yards. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a timing route that, like, you know, you don't expect dudes to have already figured First out day on, on of day OTAs. one of OTAs. Right. right. Exactly. Um, so, so I would, you know, the dude can make all the throws, of course, uh, saw some communication stuff with the offensive line. Um, so I think really it just stood out to me. Like, like you hear all the time, right? Like uh, he's a veteran guy. He's going to come in. And, right. and a lot of it's like that, you know, that word soup that like coaches love. But uh, today I saw some real examples of, of Fitzpatrick kind of implementing those things that, that Ron said he would back in February. Right, and uh, kind of branching off of the offense and the receivers, like you said, uh, the uh, the receiving core got upgraded this year with Curtis Samuels getting added. They uh, brought in Adam Humphreys as well. They drafted De'Ami Brown. How do those guys look out there? I know there's a lot of speed on the field this upcoming year. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, I remember being out there last November, December. Like, they didn't have enough bodies to, like, get a real practice in. I remember <laughs> the wide receivers coach at the time, Jim Hostler, was like, you know, chucking passes between between the dummies and like they would have to wait for dudes to get through the line. And, and now it's like I think there's legit nine, maybe nine receivers that, that are competing for like five or six right. spots. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're all fast. The, De'Ami Brown, uh, I think, has like a, a little bit of a different type speed where like, you know, he ran a four, four, six. But at the same time, like he'll he'll put you on his hip and then he'll just go at the end right. um, when you think he's at top speed. So I think. That stood out to me. Uh, Humphreys, uh, you know, Rivera has has twice now, right, at rookie minicamp and today brought up uh, Dax Milne, the seventh-round pick out of BYU, Zach Wilson's favorite target last year. And, you know, he's a seventh-round pick. He's a, he's a slot guy on a, on a team that's going to be competitive anyway, but I don't know if he's a practice squad stash or what, but but they have been really impressive. And, and I don't think he's dry. I don't think he's dropped the target yet. So mm. he looked good. Kelvin Harmon, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Uh, seeing those guys back on the field was, was great after, you know, some injury plague seasons yeah. last year. So that's kind of, you know, the the uh, long rambling way to talk about the receiving core. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be super interesting. That battle, that's my favorite battle to look for or to look forward to this summer is wide receiver because you're right. There's so many guys. Um, but uh, we'll stick with wide receiver Curtis Samuel. 
Curtis Samuel is a huge signing. A lot of people think that he's going to bring so much to this offense. I heard some rumors that he was used in a lot of different ways today, that he was used all over the field. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, every time you, you look at a Scott Turner, Eric Coryell-based offense, right. I mean, he was – I mean, he played a lot of the the F. He was taking jet sweeps. He was running screens. He was mm. uh, going deep. I mean, he he definitely. Uh, when you think about this offense, right? Like sometimes, you know, I go back to to last year when when Isaiah Wright had to be that right. F. Had mm. to had to be that you know different kind of guy who was moving all over the formation. I think J.D. McKissick probably did it best, but Curtis Samuel, man, like if you look at, at like his snap counts from the last three years when. You know, when, when Norv, Scott Turner's dad, was in Carolina, he was mostly outside, uh, but they used him at running back. And then last year uh, with Joe Brady, he was more in the slot. Like, it, it's just he can, he can do so many different things. And, like, right. we, got, we got a very, very small taste of that today. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the newest acquisition for the Washington football team, Sam, was Ricky Seals-Jones. He's only 26 years old, 6'5", 243 pounds. His career stats is 60 receptions, 777 yards that he's done throughout his career. Why would Washington go out and sign Ricky here, Sam? Um, would it possibly implications from how Samus Reyes has looked so far? I, I think it does mean uh, we got to pump the brakes on Samus Reyes right. to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> People were definitely acting that's, like that. That's Washington Twitter's fault, man. They're <laughs> hyping him up like the guy hasn't even played football yet. Right, right. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. Like, uh, you know, when when I like when I'd see the the reaction to you know every Reyes clip that was out there. Um, I don't think this is necessarily like a direct reflection of him. Okay. Like, Reyes, Reyes works works super hard. I mean, he's you know he's had a couple drops. He's had you know like Pete Hayner, the tight ends coach, who is probably my favorite coach to watch at practice because yes. he, he just gets on these dudes. Mm. Uh, like, I mean, I don't think that there was like a high expectation for Samus. Like this dude's never played a football game before. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> so the fact that he's like kind of, you know, having some trouble picking it up, like I, I don't think they're holding that against him. Right. Um, but, but I, I do think the rest of the group when you, you know, uh, Tyrone swoops or, or, or Dylan Cantrell or, uh, I think they like what they have in John Bates, the the fourth round pick out of Boise State. But but I think that group um, could could use some more depth because still like behind Logan Thomas, I mean he Logan Thomas played ninety three percent of the snaps last season. That that's higher than I think every other you know main target as a tight end except Travis Kelsey. Mm. And like you know when when you're talking about Logan Thomas, thirty years old, right. you know he hasn't taken some of the hits because he played quarterback. But like ninety three percent of the snaps is is, is <laughs> is a lot to ask out of, out of that guy consistently, especially, you know, if, if you don't have someone behind him that can kind of even replicate that role. So to me, it's like, if you're going to look at this tight end group, like if wide receiver, I think there's a legit competition, right. For, mm -hmm. for those five, six spots. I think tight end, it's more throwing darts at the dartboard with, with Kentrell, with swoops, with mm -hmm. Tamara Hemingway and being like, all right, all right, which of these guys is going to hit. Right, right. And flipping to the other side of the ball, uh, with the 19th overall pick in the draft, like last month, uh, Washington selected Jamin Davis. Uh, I know that they had him at the mic uh, starting out OTA today. How did he look out there? I know he said he wanted to hit, wanted to hit the ground running. So how did he look out there? Yeah, he. I mean, he he looks solid. I'm always wary of of you know uh, drinking the Kool Aid, but when people are hmm. you know playing on air or without pads, they were I would say like notably aggressive notably physical um without pads like surprisingly so but 
Um, but I mean, he, he looked generally pretty good. I think it was, it was surprising for me to see him at Mike because one of the things you heard from people in the building before the draft was they really liked, uh, his, his coverage skills. They thought he could really like develop in that area. And when you think about, you know, off ball linebackers, like the image I can't shake is, uh, is Dallas Goddard, um, beating Kevin Pierre Lewis on like that corner post route in week one. And like that really set up all of the, uh, all of the struggles against tight ends and running backs they had in coverage all last season. So, so for me, it's like, okay, well, why is this dude at Mike? But uh, Ron did say, you know, that, that the reason they selected Jamin was because they thought he could, uh, he could play all three linebacker yeah. spots. So to me, it's like, okay, maybe it's, Hey, we, we feel better about you, your skills off ball. Maybe let's get you some Mike reps here, uh, you know, in, in the early going. Cause John, John Bostic and Cole, Holcomb have obviously played Mike before spent significant time there. So that's what I took of him at Mike. And, and, you know, he, he looked, he looked solid. He, he looked the part. Um, but I think for me, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that they would kind of maybe mix him in at a spot. He has less familiarity with to start. Right. Well, I mean, as we know, according to this coaching staff, it's all about versatility. They have so many versatile guys. And one of those main versatile groups is the offensive line. Uh, but we did see today, obviously, Charles Lena was not there, but Sadiq Charles took over at left tackle. Now, a lot of people have kind of penciled Sadiq Charles into that left guard spot. Um, but him playing left tackle, do you think that is more they want him to train at left tackle or they just want to get him reps all over the field? Well, I think it, it's kind of a combination of the two. Like, right. if if Charles Leno were to go down, you know, God forbid, like, I think Sadiq Charles is, is probably uh, your emergency offensive tackle. If, you know, like, let's say Sam Cosme or Cornelius Lucas is either unavailable or they, they think Sadiq can develop. I, I do think that they, they like Sadiq and see him maybe more in the future as a guard, but mm-hmm. he still does have that tackle experience. I mean, he was the left tackle on that LSU team that won the national right. championship with Burrow. Um so I think it's 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 kind of like, hey, let, let's see if he can do this because we feel good about where he's at um, in the guard spot. And, and Leno wasn't there today, as, as you mentioned. So, right. um, so so I think it was more circumstantial than anything else. But hmm. I will say, you know, that flexibility on the offensive line was was really notable today. I mean, uh, Cosme played left and right. David Sharp played left and right. Mm. Cornelius Lucas, the same deal. So they're really going to mix these guys in and, and see how it how it shakes out. Right. And now, I do want to ask about taxidermy. I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've already talked about a couple of the guys returning from injury from last year. Kelvin Harmon, you've talked about Sadiq Charles. Uh, you've talked about AGG. But one guy is Matt Ioannidis. And Ryan Kerrigan left in free agency, obviously. Matt Ioannidis comes back to his very stout defensive line. How did he look today if he did play at all? And then how do you envision him being kind of filling in with this rotation? Do you see him possibly lining up as the defensive end with some snaps? Yeah, I, he um, he was, I think – uh, a little bit ahead of schedule, like Landon Collins was was standing with defensive backs coach right. uh, Chris Harris uh, because he has that Achilles. It happened later in the year. Matt Ioannidis with that biceps injury. Uh, I think his his timetable was a little bit shorter um, than other guys, and so you know he he seemed to be back in the mix. You know, with him, Deron Payne, Allen, Settle. Um, I think that interior could once again be you know one of the the top five interiors uh, in the league if, if they can get everybody going. Um, as they have in the past. So uh, Ioannidis looked good. Uh, I don't, I don't think that we'll see him on the edge. Uh, okay. That's not, that's not been my indication. It's possible that, that something changes. Uh, it's possible that, that just Ron... in some, just in some packages, not like an edge rusher. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
uh, I think that's possible. That's certainly likelier. Um, but it might be a little bit too early to tell, especially because, you know, I know that um, Shaka Tony and, and William Bradley King, I think they were they were getting a lot of reps outside. Obviously, that's that's who those guys are. But um, I think Washington wants to see what they have in them because obviously, you know, you let Ryan Kerrigan walk right. in free agency. Uh, you got to figure out what the long-term solutions are, there are. Yeah, and um, obviously, like uh, last week, they let go of Morgan Moses. Um, Ryan Kerrigan walked in free agency. Nick Sunberg, one of the guys that's been here for a while, walked in free agency. They've really had a real uh, a kind of a cleansing with like the older guys and got a lot of youth in there. Um, a lot of young guys played a lot of a lot of reps last year as well. Who do you kind of see taking that second year step, kind of like the the Montez step from year one to year two kind of thing? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, and I do think I, I do want to make a, a separate point real quick about, um, you know, letting these guys go from the from the uh, original regime. Uh, I do think, you know, Ron Rivera preaches a lot about a culture and he preaches a lot about, um, you know, continuity and things of that nature. And so to me, um, it's, it's interesting. I think he's making this bet. Right. Because Morgan Moses was seen as that that culture guy. Yeah. He was seen as one of those yep. guys that a pillar of the locker room. Right. Uh, he played, he played through it pretty bad <laughs> adductor injury from week two on last year. Mm. So uh, that really surprised me um, that, that, and, and, you know, two people uh, independently told me that he hadn't requested a trade or demanded a new contract. So um, that, that was surprising to me that, that the team decided to move on um, in, in such a fashion, but uh, I heard the same. Now that uh, now that now that I'm done stalling uh, on your question, <laughs> uh, doing a great job. Yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Um, I, w- I would ha- I, this is going to be kind of a biased take because uh, I wrote about him uh, quite often last year or two guys. I would say Isaiah Wright. I, I don't know if he's going to make this team, but I think mm-hmm. that his skill set um, is really intriguing. And I think that he. Because he, you know, he's played running back, he's played receiver. Right. He could be that F. I know he's not as fast as maybe some of these other guys, and maybe that hurts him. But um, I'd be very curious to see if, if he has polished his route running enough to the point where you know maybe maybe he's that sixth receiver, fifth receiver on the roster. But uh, the other guy, I think the obvious one is strong safety Cam Curl. Um, he's a guy that like we talk a lot about um, impacts of COVID, right? And I think he is the number one example because. He played in an Arkansas defense that that really wasn't uh, very good for his three years. He played out of position most of the time because, hey, you know, uh, this corner got hurt. We need you a corner. The safety mm-hmm. got hurt. We need you a safety. And he was just like that cerebral guy that um, uh, that just kind of fit all the roles and, and like unintentionally developed this position flex that the Washington loves. And, and I don't think he would have been there in the seventh round because, um, you know, Pittsburgh, Baltimore really liked him. He was literally – in Arkansas getting like he was in line for his flight to Baltimore to go visit the Ravens uh March 12th 2020 when he gets a call from his agent his agent's like hey man this like you know pandemic like there's a virus you don't get on that plane hmm. so I I don't think that he drops to Washington ha- if he gets on that plane and and the Ravens get wow. him in the building and are like oh hey wow th- this guy's legit so I I was a little less surprised I think by his breakout uh, last year than maybe other people were, but I think that mm. uh, what he can do from year one to year two uh, is really intriguing to me. 
Right. Oh, that's a, that was a nice little interesting nugget that you had. In there, <laughs> I know I know that we don't have you too much longer, so I'm just going to keep this one quick just because I thought it was, it was interesting. Um, so I heard that at the end of practice, not only did Ron Rivera speak to the players, but Jason Wright came out there and Jason Wright was talking to the guys as well. How excited do you think Jason Wright was being a former football player getting out there? And he doesn't have anything to do with the football side of things. He always says that <laughs> on Twitter. He makes it known, but he did today. Do you think he was excited to be out there? Did he look good? Yeah, I, I think he was excited. Ron actually invited him out uh, at the beginning of practice to kind of okay. address the guys and take a moment of silence. Today is the the one year anniversary of the the murder of George Floyd uh, okay. in Minneapolis, right. and and Jason actually kind of I think took a moment with those guys uh, and, and spoke about his you know spoke about I think the the collective or, or you know at least his experience of, of being a black man in America. And right. I know that Landon Collins. Um, after practice today, uh, we talked about, you know, his non-switch to linebacker about other things. But he he really made a point to say that uh, he appreciated Ron bringing Jason out. He appreciated Jason sharing his insight, sharing his words uh, about kind of the situation in retrospect. Uh, because Landon just, you know, reinforced the message. He was the one, he was one of the guys that helped organize those Brianna Taylor right. shirts uh, before the Cleveland game last year. So, uh, it was really important to to land and that that happened. And he said, you know, it's just it, it's nice that they recognize our platform, not only as athletes, but but as human beings. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking on that, Sam, to wrap up this interview with us, I have to ask you because, you know, it's a it's a joke between all of us. When Bruce Allen came out and said the culture is damn good. Sam, you've been <laughs> around the team for many years. You've seen many training camps, many OTAs from your point of view, in your opinion, how has the culture changed and how much of a difference is it compared to years in the past, like from a physical aspect, just from what you've seen at OTAs today? If you could For sure. to anything. I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you hyping me up. I, this is only my second year uh, covering the team though. Oh, and wow. so, but you know, I, I've talked to uh, a lot of people who uh, talk to coworkers, talk to people on the beat who, who I'm there with. And I think one of the things that, that we all noticed today as that, that was maybe emblematic of, of this culture that Rivera is instilling is there were 86 players there today for the first day of a right. voluntary workout. And, you know, you could argue that, Hey, these voluntary workout quote unquote, if you can see my hands, air quotes, <laughs> voluntary Ron Rivera wants you there. And if you want to play, you better be there too. But um, I would say, I would say the participation and the tempo, like, you know, cause I did, uh, I was, uh, you know, helping. I used to cover baseball, and I was helping out on this team towards the end of the Bruce era, uh, Bruce Allen tenure. And when you go to practice, it was just, uh, I don't know if 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 sluggish was the word, but it just flat. There was, not, yeah, it was flat. Exactly. Lackadaisical. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kyle, nobody. I don't even know what that means. So you could just be making something up right uh, there. So I think it. I think it's a real word. <laughs> yeah, you're I good. I disagree. <laughs> Uh, but, but I think there, there's certainly an urgency now. And I remember, I remember it must've been late last training camp or, you know, maybe in the middle, but when Ron got the players together and was like, this is not acceptable and like yelled at the guys right. and like Ron's not a yeller. Um, you know, he, he's more of a, you know, he's like that dad. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed kind of guy. Okay. So, so, when, so when he got fired up and, uh, and really went after him, you know, that was notable to me. And in talking to people that know Ron well, you know, they pointed out, hey, like, you know, he th that was not something that he did, you know, off top. That was like he had thought about that and was like, OK, these guys don't know how to practice. 
and mm. I haven't seen them all spring. And I, I really need to get after them because this tempo needs to get better right now. And so I think, I think you have seen that um, play out. And obviously, like, when you go on, when you pull off upsets like Pittsburgh or, or San Francisco last year, or when you go, when you're playing relevant games in December, it's a lot easier uh, to pitch that message of that right. these games matter, you need to practice hard. So I think really that uh, you, you saw that culture you saw the results in the participation and in the tempo today. Yeah, it's amazing to see how far just one season, one year, yeah. and, a, and a crazy season to say at least how far they've come. Sam, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight, sir. Yes. I really appreciate all the work that you've done and you taking the time out to come join us to give us an update on OTAs today. You did a fantastic job with your long tenured with the Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for having me. I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Absolutely, yes. Sam. Thank you so much, sir. You have a great night. Appreciate you it. All right. Take it easy. All right, everybody. We just spoke with Sam. That he was great, dude. Yeah, Sam's awesome, dude. He tried. I didn't know that Camp Curl Nugget. Yeah, neither yeah. did I. No, right. And and he's and, a taxidermist. People, yeah. so <laughs> he has that in his Twitter bio. We asked him about that uh, before we started recording, and that was hilarious. Because <laughs> no, he's not really into taxidermy. He's got to put that out I'm there. I'm kind of disappointed because my grandmother recently passed, and I really wanted to get her stuff and put on my wall. <laughs> That's terrible. That's brutal. <laughs> now, we have a jam-packed show for you guys. We're going to answer fan questions. We got Would You Rathers all lined up for you guys. And all the latest news we're going to discuss as well because it's included with the questions. So, but none other, we have to start with the colonel. We got to start with him, and his first question oh, is... Oh, man. He said it, this one's for a discussion. At this time last year, we were fat at running back, and look what happened. His question is, are we deep enough at key positions that we won't face a similar dilemma due to injury slash character issues, et cetera, this season, Hall? Uh, I've been saying it for the last couple pods now. I think we need to get a little bit more depth at linebacker. I know there's a couple linebackers still on the market that are free agents. Uh, I know June 1st is coming up. There's going to be guys that are cut because of salary cap implications. So you never know who might shake loose off of that. So, yeah, if I had to pick any position, I'd probably probably go linebacker. Now you go linebacker. I'm going to say it's offensive line now, to be perfectly honest. that There's maybe one injury away from Charles Leno where we're looking at this thing where we're going to have to move some guys around uh, for some things. So if, for me, it's offensive line at this point. At this point. We haven't really seen – how good Sam Cosme could be. But I did see a video today of him blocking one-on-ones. He did a great job. He looks really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, see, I, I almost feel like offensive line, it, so many of the players are so versatile and, and they're so – and we have a good amount of – I think that offensive line is going to be okay. And I, I would, But I do agree with you, Kyle. You don't know what you have with some of these young guys. So it's tough. Um, but, but we've really beefed up at so many positions that it's kind of hard for me to say. I, I mean, obviously, edge rusher could be a concern. Like I've said this a million times, but just only having Chase Young and Montez Sweat with really any experience. But who knows what's going to happen? Who knows right. how, how good these young guys are? Who knows who they're going to bring in? But I, th- I think we're in a – the best position that we have been in in a very long time in terms of depth all across the board. Yeah, and my last question I was going to ask uh, to Sam was actually, what's the biggest weakness on this team? You know, because I've been right. thinking about that. Like, is there a glaring one that you could really point to? Because right. every position, they they have quality depth. They have a quality starter at. Uh, they might be young, but they're quality. Right. So that's how I feel about it. Now, the second question from Colonel, he said, Jamin Davis is already being talked about as defensive rookie for this year. He says it's a great pick, but is he enough? He said our linebacking core as a whole was mediocre last season. Are Ron and Jack satisfied with him at linebacker and Collins playing a hybrid role? What's going on? 
He says, I think we're short a starter or solid backup linebacker. What are your thoughts, Reed? Um, yeah, I would kind of agree, but I, I do think that if Jamin Davis does pan out the way that we all think that he can with this defensive line and, and the defense around him, I do think that, I mean, that's going to elevate Cole Holcomb. That's going to elevate a lot of these guys. So I, I think that they are still okay at linebacker, but that's probably the weaker position on the team. You're a hundred percent right about that. Yeah. So will they bring in somebody else? Possibly, but I do know that they really like John Bostick, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and, but I really expect a big jump from Cole Holcomb year three. And I think that Jamin Davis is just perfect for this defense. Yeah. And yesterday I said on Twitter, I had watched uh, cam curls tape in the playoff game against the Buccaneers. I had said on Twitter, there has been something that we have made a mistake about with assuming in correlation to the defense. And everyone was saying, is this has something to do with Cam Curl? No, it actually has to do with the linebackers. I said it to the guys before. I feel like we have been making the mistake of assuming their base defense is a 4-3. Right. And when you look at it as a 4-3, you're saying they need linebacker help. They don't have enough depth. What I think that we have been making the mistake of is not looking at this as a 4-2-5 with only two linebackers. And at that point, Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis are your two starters because – Against the Buccaneers, what would happen is they would line up with only – they would go into a 4-2-5 with one tight end on the field. As soon as there was two tight ends, they would switch to a 4-3. That third linebacker would be Michael Kendricks. If you're looking at this at Jack Del Rio, would Jamin Davis be the one coming off the bench acting as the uh, Sam or Will linebacker? No, that would be John Bosick because you're getting heavier. You don't want you don't want to get bring the speed in off the bench for a heavier set. You know, So I, I really feel like the 4-2-5 is where they're going to go with. So, Colonel, right now I am okay with the linebackers. I definitely think they do need to add more. But when looking at it as a 4-2-5, I think the need for depth there gets dwindled down just a little bit. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, like, that would make sense if they're going to run the 4-2-5, especially with Landon Collins being out there. And, like I said, but like I said numerous times, like everyone said, with that contract, you kind of need to get him on the field no matter what and find a place for him. And he kind of – he thrives being that kind of box guy that – at uh, close to the line of scrimmage type of safety. And that would give Jamie Davis a lot of versatility as far as like covering tight ends, covering backs out the backfield, which obviously if you've watched this defense for over the past probably five plus years, our, our weakness has been covering tight ends and running backs out the backfield. Obviously mobile quarterbacks killed us last year as well, like Kyler Murray and uh, Lamar Jackson. So uh, I definitely think that, well, I do think we need to add more. And like I said, come June 1st, we'll see kind of how it pans out as we get closer to, training camp in July we'll see everything pans out but I think they feel good about going into camp with what they have and they might add or drop here and there as they go along yeah and credit to our uh, fellow podcaster uh, Doug Big Douglas show he said constantly he's they been lo- saying that they love to play three safeties on this defense and that would make a lot of sense with the four two five because you could add in Landon Collins as that safety and he could come in in the box like you just said Hall I absolutely love that a lot of credit to Big Doug now our next question is a would you rather? And yes. this one is from our boy, Tony Shivers, Tony the Tiger. Mm. He wants to know, would you rather personally rock Fitz's beard or Chase, Young hairs- or Chase Young's hairstyle? Oh, um, uh, me, I don't think I would look right with, with long dreads. Personally. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Fitz's beard. Um, yeah, just imagine me with that cultural appropriation going on with that long hair. I can't do it. No, give me the dreads, dude. I'm trying to dread it out all day. I want to be able to go like this all the time. Let's do it. Hell yeah, get that Justin Bieber on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does Bieber has dreads now? I oh, think Lord. so. I saw a picture. What is, what is happening? All I know, all I know is dreads. the guy is a dreads. treat to look at. <laughs> 
He's yummy. Um, yummy, yummy. I mean, I don't know. I've already had dread, so I'd probably just go with the beer just because. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'd feel like a lot more just like if I have yeah. a big like that, right. you know. So yeah, when I hide my double chin, chop some wood when, in like the back of my like house or something. Hall, when Hall had dreads, he looked like what was that? What's that dude's name? It has the meme where he puts up the deuces and he disappears. Uh, uh, I thought I, I figured Hall would have looked like uh, what's that's his a, face. That's what Hall looked like. I figured Hall would have looked like what's his face from Eight Mile. No, no, no. My wife always says Hall looks like Tug from um, uh, what's yeah, that show Turk, called? Turk from Scrubs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Turk from Scrubs. You look just like Turk. It's with that is yeah. so funny. You do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> now Tony's <laughs> next one was he said, "Would you rather be stuck on an elevator with somebody who has bad bo or somebody who can't shut up?" Ooh, um, I would rather be. It's, that's a good one, but I would rather be stuck on an elevator with somebody who you can't shut up because at least you can shut them up you know like at least like you can <laughs> knock them out if you want be oh like you better be carrying some spray some febreze like especially if it's a homeless person sometimes i carry febreze and you just febreze the homeless people to make them smell better but i don't always have that so i might not have that or the deodorant to put on this person and then you're screwed you know i uh, dude i'm 100 i'm right there with you i would rather be in an elevator with somebody who can't shut up because at least like you know you could kind of tune them out whatever keep talking i'm not gonna respond to you but with bo it's like there's nothing you can do. It's there. And like, right. I, I used to work at Outback and like we, the Amish market was right down the street. So the Amish dudes would always come in. My goodness, dude, could that clear out a room? Could you imagine <laughs> being trapped in an isolated room with that? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Well, as someone that was uh, like me and Kyle, like you were trapped time. in an elevator recently, weren't you? I was trapped in an elevator recently. <laughs> you almost the fell guy. down like 10 stairs. Yeah. Luckily the person didn't stink. So it was cool. Yeah. But <laughs> After that uh, flight, they did. That was but he did talk around. a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, no, actually he did. It was Matumba. He's always talking and joking around. But uh, that's the one that was drunk. What, what does he say? He drinks elephant blood? Yeah, he drinks no, elephant blood. Day. No, no, no. He's strong no, no. 25 hours a day. Yeah, damn. <laughs> 25 <laughs> hours a day, nine days a week. Drink an elephant blood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was uh driving with someone that actually used to work in the warehouse at our company. And nice dude. Worked really hard. And... uh. I was driving the box truck and obviously like the cab part is separate from the box truck part. And I had to pick him up. And like, normally when he would come back from like being out on deliveries all day, it was summertime. So like, he was just like stank. So like, yeah. I kind of think of it as like, Oh, he's sweating. He's working hard out there. Give him a pass. Well, this time I had to pick this dude up from like six o'clock in the morning from his house because he was running late and we were already running late for the delivery. Man. Oh man. Oh man. This dude got into the box truck. And he smelled like he did from the oh, day before. God. And he reeked. And I had to drive all the way to DC. To be fair, maybe he was working out box, early in the morning. a little cab with him stinking. So long oh. story short, I'd rather have someone talk. So at least I can pass the time with them talking. Yeah, right. exactly. That's how I view it. They look, get annoying, just knock him out, catch my, him with the bow. My uncle, my uncle doesn't shut up. I mean, I work with him all the time. Right. Yeah, he was in the warehouse today. He will not stop talking. Up a storm. All right, now aren't thank you, Tony. Our next one is from a friend and contributor to our uh, mock draft that we did. Swift to punish. He said, "Would you rather have Troy Apke at cornerback or safety?" <laughs> uh, is there a C on no, this one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd probably go. With, oh man, you know what? I'd probably go cornerback. And it's like, look, you know what? Just stick in cover two. Never leave this area. Just, just stay there. Just don't do anything else. Honestly, like I, I, this is a hard one 
Because, like, corner, like, you have much more responsibility. You know, with safety, it, you can kind of blend in. You can get bought out. You know, you can get uh, – people can really make your job easier with how well they play. With At corner, you're kind of on, on an island. So, honestly, I'm going to say safety. I know it, it makes yeah. sense why they're transitioned to corner, you know, obviously. But uh, for right, just looking at it, I'm going to say yeah, safety. I think he's transitioning um, to another team because he's going to get cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going with uh, safety as well. Last white cornerback was Jason Seahorn. So, that right there is just an automatic, like, he's he's got a disadvantage. But are Everyone they actually transitioning him to corner? I know he was at corner, but that just wasn't the defensive base. That was. The, are they actually transitioning him to corner? They, they were just trying him out there just to right. see what he can do. I mean, because been, he's not going to make the team regardless. Yeah, they've been pushing versatility everywhere. Why wouldn't right. they be trying it with Troy Apke after they added a bunch of safeties already? Bobby yeah. McCain, Derek Forrest, obviously. Um, now, uh, about Bobby McCain. I forgot about that. Yeah, our guy, Joe Hall, one of the newest Pog Farmers. Thank you, Joe. He said, would you rather – Never use social media again or never watch another movie. Mm. I'm probably just be like, never use social media again just because I like movies. But at the same time, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, I know. I'm, I'm personally, I love movies. I really yeah. do. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with never see movies again. At least there's TV shows these days are basically long movies anyway, where like you can right. just go watch Game of Thrones. You can go watch whatever, you know. And, you know, let's be honest that i mean social media is kind of life at this point so (laughs) uh yeah i'm not much of a like a movie goer like i'm not much of a tv watcher um but yeah i i I guess i would have to go with um social media i would go with i wouldn't watch another movie ever again that's a hard one to to decide between you know because like you know there are some so many good movies but the way that that Hollywood is kind of blowing up right now, and I don't think it's going to be looking too good in the next couple of years. They're, they're running out of Marvel ideas. What else are they going to do? I don't know, but they need to start getting uh, some more Quentin Tarantino movies out right. there. You know, I think he's got one more left, but uh, Django is my favorite movie of all time. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a great movie. That is I don't great. know why I even said that, that but it is. It's a fucking awesome movie. Um, now, Joe's next question was, which wide receiver – are people most underestimating but will make the team Ooh, that's i'll let somebody else go because i can, i want to go a few different ways and i don't want to take anybody's i will go let me do this in my head real quick terry curtis isaiah wright cam sims isaiah wright yeah you know what i'm gonna throw it out there just because i've been watching him all throughout Social media, funny. We're just talking about social media. Watch him all throughout social media, all throughout last year, all throughout the offseason. He was putting in the work, and I think that this coaching staff is going to notice he's been putting in the work, and they might going to give him a chance. I'm going to go with Calvin Harmon. That's uh, my guy. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. I'm going to go with AGG. You know, it's a first, second-year wide receiver. If your name isn't Terry McLaurin or, like, DeAndre Hopkins or, like, Calvin Johnson – Generally, you do better in your second year as a wide receiver than you do in your first year. Or Justin Jefferson, that was my other example. So I think AGG does have a comeback, bounce back year this year because he's the only one who really brings height to the equation. I know this is one thing that they do covet and like. I know that he – Besides Cam Sims. Right. Man. But, yeah, of the young guys, you're right. Um, so, you guys took, honestly, the two that I was going to go with. So, I'm going to go with somebody else just because of the versatility that he brings is the other Steve person. Isaiah Wright. Isaiah Wright is somebody who can do it all. Steven Simpson, <laughs> yeah, let me go with that guy. I like him a lot. He's pretty – he's a nice guy. 
Um, but Isaiah Wright, they can just use him in so many ways. They, they've done that before. I know Scott Turner really likes him, but will he make it over those other two? Probably not. But hey, you never know. You never know. People always forget about him when they're talking about wide receivers that can make the team. The only the only caveat I will say with AGG, and you're right. Usually, like receivers, it takes a long, like a lot, a little bit longer to transition from year one to year two. Though a lot better, especially coming from a smaller school. Exactly, right. but he didn't have a year one because he was injured. So, like, this basically might be his year one. So, they're kind of – I mean, that might actually yeah, bode – That's well. a good caveat. I like that. Yeah, that might actually bode well because it would be like, you know what? He was injured last year. Maybe by his third year, we'll treat it like his second year. If he doesn't make the jump, ax him. So, I can, yeah, I like the AGG pick, actually. Yeah, and that's a great question from Joe. I appreciate you, Joe. You have great ones. Now, Andy from the UK and the DC Tweeting Podcast. Oi! 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 He wants to know, would you rather have everyone hear your thoughts or for everyone that you know to have access to your internet history? I was, all right, so I've thought about something similar to this a long time. And one of the things I was always nervous about was like, if I were to randomly like get in a car crash or somewhere to happen to me, if somebody picked up my phone and went through my internet history, they would just be like, oh, what is wrong with you? But <laughs> my thoughts are even worse. So I'm going to go go through my internet history. My thoughts are way worse. Like, you don't want to know what's in here. It's a mental prison. It's a disgusting <laughs> mental prison with just gross stuff happening all the time. I can't even control it. What I say on here is tame. And right. I, it's, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, honestly, like, you know, like, I, I make jokes on here. And sometimes, like, they're just too extreme. Like, I just don't read the room. And, you know, you have to imagine what goes on in my head on a daily basis when I'm around people. Uh, so, like, you have to imagine I'm making really bad jokes that don't fit the situation in my head all the time. I would much rather them have uh, access to my internet history. You're just going to watch a bunch of film. Uh, so I, I hope you enjoy that. But I would much rather that than them hear my thoughts because I'd rather yeah. that than people hear me tell yeah. them they're stupid all the time. Film. <laughs> film. By film, we that's mean what, that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're going to call that from now on is film. Yeah. Watching what film. Kids call it nowadays. Um, Taking notes on what to do to you. Hey, Mom, I got to go watch film. Chill. <laughs> Mom, I watch film. When I tell you about when I watch you film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably go the same thing. I'd probably go internet history just because I'm like a like a quieter, like chill person. So I'm always talking in my head like to myself a lot. And you don't want to hear those conversations. Nor do other people. So <laughs> mm. that's a great one. Now our good friend Serge, he would... real fast. I don't think the conversation in my head has ever ended since I was a kid. That was like, awesome. constantly going. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> A long ass conversation. That is a long conversation. What if you get a transcript of that when you die and you reach heaven? You're just like, here's your story. And you you're, just your God's just looking thing. at you like, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah you remember <laughs> that? Read this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, our good friend Serge, he has a would you rather for us. Would you rather bring back Laron Landry for a season or Rocky McIntosh Hall? Well, I already know what y'all are going to go with this one because we talked about it earlier. So I'll just go play the opposite side even though i don't actually really want him to ever come back but i'll go with Leron landry just because only he could kind of maybe feel that landon collins kind of role right now where the defense is a lot more filled out around him he doesn't have to be that that long range deep free safety guy that just can't cover and when he does cover he just like knocks your head off and gets a flag and then causes even more yards so with that being said obviously i want rocky mcintosh but i'm gonna let you guys do the rocky back rocky mcintosh side yeah i'll read i'll let you go first Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Rocky McIntosh. Rocky McIntosh is somebody who was very underappreciated almost. He had over 85 tackles for four straight years for us. Yep. I mean, it was 88, 
88, then 94, then 110, and then he kind of fell off a little bit. But he never quite broke out the way people wanted him to, but I'm going to go with linebacker. I think behind this defensive line, he could be a stud. I think once London got there, I think his uh, productivity really went down, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 2010 when London was brought in. Should be future Hall of Famer in London. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, for me, it's Rocky McIntosh. I was always a fan of Rocky. You know, that little slight uh, shoulder bump that he had in his shoulder pads. I loved Rocky coming from the University of Miami. It just fit the bill with Clinton Portis, you know, with Santana and Sean, everybody. It just fit the bill. I, I Rocky McIntosh all day long. I don't need the bicep king to come back. What do I need to see that for? Just trying to they were different. great biceps, though. They were they, they were very good-looking good biceps. biceps. Yeah. Not not very effective versus Deshaun Jackson, who his bicep was bigger than. <laughs> but they were good-looking biceps. Right. He should have spent yeah. more time like watching film than like, standing in the mirror and like flexing, looking at his yeah. like, biceps. But his, his arm was like the size of that protein bottle that he was holding. That <laughs> tub. So. That's because he was that stuff up, probably. Yeah, yeah. He was I mean, it beforehand. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. That deer antler juice. <laughs> now our next our next would you rather is from Sergio Martin uh Martin our guy from Spain he there wants he to know this is a great would you rather would you rather drink free beer for the rest of your life or have free pizza you get to choose like you can have whatever like place you go and get the pizza from oh wow that is a very good question I'm gonna go damn I mean I do see I already get a lot of free beer anyway like now that we're DJing again and I really only drink on the weekends when if I'm DJing at a bar or something so I'm going to go free pizza, you know, save some money on some food. You can always change it up. You can get, there's so many different types of pizza. I'm going to go with free pizza. Yeah, I'm I'm fat, really. I'm not much of a drinker. I'm going pizza, dude, all day long. And I'm a liquor guy now. so Especially some Lito's Pizza, Sergio. Ooh. Mm, all yeah. day long, baby. See, if this was like 10 years ago, Mike, I'd be like, yo, give me all the free beer. <laughs> my life you know how much money i could saved yeah. give me a hell yeah like stone cold style just every day just ah, what what, what? beer you want me to drink what? this beer give me a hell yeah liquor what beer liquor uh but yeah i'd probably go pizza just because i'm just like kyle i love lito's pizza i don't i'm not gonna say i could eat it for every day for the rest of my life no, but not every day but if i could get it for close. free pretty damn close yeah if i can get it for free it'd be a Twice a week, if not more, thing. And plus, you could help feed the hungry. Yeah, but no. That's going to me. (laughs) They want the money, not food. (laughs) Thank you, Sergio. Our next Would You Rather is from Harry Morgan. Would you rather work back-to-back double shifts or go clothes shopping with your wife slash girlfriend and you got to hold the purse during? Oh, I always hold the purse. I'll, I'll, That's not surprising. I think we all could have guessed that. Really. <laughs> I just stand there like this. No, I mean, working back to back. Yeah. Nah, I'll take that back. Oh, that's you know, so cute. You should definitely get that. Yeah. Sometimes right. it's fun to go shopping with old mom, you know? Well, old mom, she's fun to have conversations with. And plus, <laughs> you know, I get to style her a little bit. So. Uh, as much as uh, much as I absolutely hate shopping, I absolutely cannot stand shopping. My wife knows this more than anyone. I would rather go shopping than work two double shifts back to back. I mean, I, I there's just no way. Yeah, I mean, my girl doesn't really like going shopping either. She actually just like shops online a lot, so I just kind of dodge that <laughs> it's bullet. Like eighty percent of everybody now. Yeah, I kind of dodge that bullet, so. I'll go with the other one. I don't even remember what the other one was. Work. You're going to work double back-to-back shifts? Um, Over shopping? Oh, no. I meant I'll go shopping over the doubles. Like, yeah, who wants to work? That's just whack. 
<laughs> Who wants to work? <laughs> Thank you so much, Harry. That was great. Now, my guy, Jay Dilla, he asks us, what player returning from injury this season are you most intrigued to see between Matt Ioannidis, Sadiq Charles, or Landon Collins? Most intrigued to see? Yeah. Because uh, I think that there's a glaring obvious one that's obviously the best of them. Who was the first one that you said again? Matt Ioannidis, Sadiq Charles, Landon Collins. I'm, I'm going to go with – because I, I – there's clearly one of those guys that's going to make a bigger impact, but I'm going to go with Sadiq Charles. I just want to see how they view him, how they want to fit him around, what that puzzle piece is like. Sorry, Kyle. I mean, Derek Carr. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Sadiq. <laughs> that's a low blow, bro. That's a low blow. Now, for me, it's Sadiq Charles. Um, looking at that video that he put out with him going against Jonathan Allen, the way that he played last year, I am really intrigued to see how he returns from his injury. Because if Sadiq comes in and can play at an all-pro level, not an all-pro, like a Pro Bowl level at that guard position, you have to imagine what that's going to do for this offensive line. And on that left side, we have really needed and been starving for an actual just dominating left guard. You know, like we've had really good left guards here that get the job done, get beat every now and again. We ra- rarely have we ever had that left guard that just can come in and just right. push people out the way. If Sadiq Charles come in, I think this offense is going to go far. I'm going to go with Matt Ioannidis because I know we just gave him the deal a couple of years back, but he's coming off the injury. He was already like if the best, if not the best interior lineman that we had. So I want to see how he bounces back off the injury. And on top of that, I want to see who he's going to pair with the best going forward because who are we going to keep going forward? Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, both. Who knows? So mm. trying to see how that combination goes, how those those pieces fit together going forward. Yeah, thank you, J. Dill. I appreciate you, brother. Um, our next one is from Tony Franchise, a contributor to our mock draft. He asks us, this is a really good question. We've had it before. Uh, Colonel has asked this, and it's been a really, really good one. How confident are you with the running back room? You know, he feels like we're one injury away from being a mediocre group in that running back unit. It's a really good question. How do you feel about that, Hall? Well, obviously, I'm confident in my man, Gibby. I know he had the toe injury last year, but he came back off of it. I know he didn't have the best game against Tampa Bay, but, I mean, what running back did throughout the playoffs. Um, Yeah, um, see, we have Lamar Miller. People forget about that. And, obviously, he's kind of removed for his his better days. But at the same time, he can still be that kind of third-down guy, that kind of – I don't even want to say like a change-of-pace guy because he's not really a change-of-pace. But he can still be that nice third-down guy. Solid. Exactly. Style of guy can contribute here and there. Uh, obviously, we got J.D. McKissick coming out the backfield, catching passes, and people forget he was pretty good at running the ball as yeah, well last was. year. So uh, I know one injury could definitely devastate the room, but at the same time, I'm confident that they have Lamar Miller and uh, what's it called? They just uh, undrafted guy. Um, Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson. Exactly. I feel like he can maybe develop and be that practice well guy, and they can kind of bring him up, kind of like the Capri Bibbs. Just keep bringing them up and down, up and down, up and down when needed. Yeah, I'm very confident in the group, Tony, with Antonio Gibson included in that. Once you take away Antonio Gibson, then it does get very, very iffy because who's the bell cow? Who's going to be taking every single? Because obviously J.D. McKissick did well to spell Antonio Gibson last year. Peyton Barber stepped in, did pretty, uh, did all right. But if I don't think that's sustainable for 17 games, let's just say a freak injury does happen to Antonio Gibson. So I, I am, I'm going to say. I'm semi-confident on it. If Jarrett Patterson does 
end up being what I think he will be, which is taking the reps away from Peyton Barber for their short yardage situations, I think I'm very, very, very confident in this running back group. I think that he could possibly be that one undrafted free agent that ends up playing for 10-plus years. Everyone's like, how the hell did he get there? So I got I, a nugget. I got another nugget after Rigo's. I'm gonna no, no, you're, I literally was just about to say the same exact thing as you guys. Okay. Uh, I was going to say also, people forget that Curtis Samuel played a uh, running back yep. at Ohio State. Yep. And so if needed, obviously he wouldn't be like an every down back, but, you know, he could always throw him back there and kind of get mm-hmm. him in the mix as well. So that's why I feel a little bit more confident also. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Tony. Orange Crush, our great questionnaire. Great friend. Thank you, Orange. He wants, relatively speaking, Ryan Fitzpatrick put up a career year last year. If he does as well or better this year, do you think Ryan Fitz has the potential to be a long-term option at quarterback read? A long-term? No. When he says long-term, I think he means about more than one year, two to three years. Yes. Right. Um, Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. If he, if he does well, if he plays that the way that we think that he can this coming year, he can definitely earn a second contract from us and play a second year, but like long-term, like is he going to be your favorite? No, he's just too old, you know, at this point, but he's somebody, man, he's like wine. He's just getting better with age. And I just, I love that about the guy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think so, to be perfectly honest. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. If he does have a better year than he did last year, I know that he was uh, fifth overall with QBR. I think it was like 85.9, I think was his QBR for last year. Obviously in limited reps, but it was a great QBR. If he does better, do I think he's a long-term option? No, because we've seen with this coaching staff, they just let Morgan Moses off, coming off of his best year of his career because he was older, part of that different regime. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think they're still trying to get younger and better at that position regardless. So, no, I don't think that he would be a long-term option. Yeah, uh, I I think if he has a solid to good year or a good to great year, I think that definitely they'll bring him back for another year, maybe like another one-year contract. Right. Probably go out and try to get a young guy, try to uh, develop under him and obviously take over the reins either some point that season or maybe the season after that in 2023. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that he maybe has this year and, like, maybe another year, if that. But I definitely think, like you said, quarterback's a little bit different than, like, a lineman but because they're taking, like, a lot less hits, a lot less wear and tear. But, like you said, once that quarterback hits that kind of, like, that decline, it's just a free fall, a real fast free fall down. So, yeah, I would give it, like, maybe a two-year window, including this year, if that. Yeah, this – we have – Tim Meek sent us the would you rather I'm ending the show with that because I think it's a great one so Scott Hartley the inquirer oi from the UK his question is what are your final what's your final roster prediction for players at wide receiver tight end and o-line after the signing of Ricky Seals Jones and who do you think is going to be the surprise cut hall um tight end uh obviously it'll be Logan Thomas um, John Bates. I'd probably go Ricky Seals Jones. Right, that, that, that's where I'm going to go with, and that yeah. Reyes goes on I'm, practice squad. Right there with you guys. Practice yeah. squad, maybe. Uh, what's his name? Hemingway. Yeah, Hemingway, maybe on the practice squad just to keep two guys down there, just in case. Obviously, Samus Reyes is really, 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 really raw still. Um, let me let me do what? Let me do wide receiver and read. You do O line. All right, bet. So yeah, those are my picks for tight end. Uh, for wide receiver, I do think they're going to keep six. And, or no, I'm going to say seven. Uh, easily, obviously, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, and then I'm going to go with Dax Milne. Ron Rivera keeps talking about him. Dax Milne, 
Then I'm going to go with Cam Sims. Uh, then I'm going to finish with Kelvin Harmon and AGG. Okay. Yeah, there you go. on there? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I could see that. I don't Remember, think Humphrey's so guaranteed to make the team. The reason I feel that way, Mike, is because Scott Turner said, you know, obviously Curtis Samuel did not have the same production that it, with me that he did last year. So they learned about what Joe Brady did with him last year, and that's by doing what? Yeah, yeah, putting putting in the slot, and so then it essentially takes away Adam Humphreys, and they're going to want to. I think they're going to want to keep the younger guys. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's just I know Fitz. I'm not going to say Fitz. I know his yeah uh, relationship guy, but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm pretty sure he lobbied for him. Like hey, like get this guy in here. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. O line, uh, it's tough. It really depends on how many they're they're going to keep. But I mean Charles Leno, uh, Wes Schweitzer, Chase Roulier. Brandon Sheriff, uh, Sam Cosme, Sadiq Charles. Um, uh, what's his face? Why can't I? Who's your that? starting O line? All right, uh, hold on. You're you're messing me up, Kyle. I'm going through right now with who they're going to keep. Okay. okay? All right, okay. then we're, we don't have to do starting O line because I don't okay. think they Friday. Um, and then did I already say Schweitzer? I don't yes. remember Schweitzer. Okay, so Sadiq Charles will be on there Eric as Flowers. well. At Eric Flowers, and then. Uh, what does fit backups on Keith Ishmael? Yeah, I think I think that they have nine. That's a good versatile unit, I think, with guys that can play guard and tackle. And then, of course, you have the backup center. So, yeah. and then Cheese Man is a long snapper, you know? Yeah, the cheese. Uh, cheese. Su- surprise cut <clears throat> out of all those. I out think those you named it, Kyle. I think if, if I think Adam Humphreys, it, yeah, that would be the surprise cut in this situation. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, because I don't really. I see don't know if he will, but if this is what we're, if this is how it is, then I think that that would be the surprise. Yeah, yeah I don't know if, yeah, if it was out of that group, I don't really see. A I didn't even name Cornelius play. Lucas. I'm sorry, yeah. Cornelius Lucas too. Is he, no, he's gonna make the team. Yeah, like, yeah. So, absolutely. I don't know who's not gonna make it now. Damn, that's true. Would Keith Ishmael be on the block? Hmm. Right? No, I don't, I don't think so. It depends on who can play center. Yeah, I'd probably go Adam Humphreys just because that would be surprising if they brought him in. Fitz loves them, and then they just be like, "Man, eh, sorry." They did but the same also, thing with Ryan Davis last year, know, or Sean Davis. Sorry, it also turned out that Sean Davis was like some booty. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but uh, it would also be like, uh, I can't. That's a good thing for the young guys though, because obviously they'd be like, you know what, the young guys are showing improving. Sorry, Adam. Right. Road Jack. So now let's move on to our question from Mark Baxter. His would you rather is. Would you rather have Terry or Chase Young turn out to be a Hall of Famer? Um, I love both of them. Uh, I am personally going to go with Chase. I just think that a pass rusher, a sack artist is more important, but I think both of them, you know, you can't go wrong with either one. God, this is so hard. because right? like, <laughs> Would you rather the defensive kind of dominance or the wide receiver to have a great flourishing career? I'm going to go with my guy, Terry. Screw it. I've, I've loved Terry ever since we drafted him. Obviously, I love Chase as well. This is hard for me to do, but I'm going with Terry. He's in. He's behind yeah. me. I got it. Normally, I would always go with the offensive guy and the receiver because I love offense and I love the receiver position. But I'm with Reed. I had to go Chase Young only for the simple fact that if you got a Hall of Fame defensive end, that means that that defense is pretty much dominating year in and year out yeah. and only bode well for the whole team's success as a whole. So. Yeah, and so let's end this episode off with Tim Meeks' Would You Rather. You know, on last week he sent me seven of them, and I said I was going to use them, but this one, he sent us one. He sent them a really, really good one. He said, you must answer this honestly, okay, guys? Hypothetically, Aww. 
man. Would, would you rather continue doing the fan podcast for the Washington football team, or if given the opportunity, would you accept the role of VP of media content for a different NFL team and have to relinquish relinquish all public ties to the Washington football team? Oh, that's a tough question, but hey, just that is a I'll, I'll say it, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. I'll take a VP of another team. I can still watch Washington. I mean, nobody has to know about it. I just, you know, I'll just run their social media account, watch Washington on my own time. It is what it is. I know so I can start with other players, but I, that's just because it pays more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the only reason. And, uh, you know, I've got to get the bag. No cap. That's what kids say. Uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. One, Tim. Uh, I would see the location first, okay? I would see the location. But secondly, no way in hell I'd rather do the fan pod. No way in hell. I mean, if 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 it's like L like LA's or Vegas is offering, like I, I might have to think about that a little bit. But I mean, if Cleveland or Buffalo is offering me, I'm like, eh, no, I'd rather do the fan pod. But yeah. nine times nine times out of ten, I'd rather do the fan pod. It's just it's just so much fun, dude. It, on a weekly basis, I'd much rather be be doing this and covering some crappy team. Yeah, no, nah, I'm kind of with you. It would pretty much depend on the team, and it'd only be like maybe like a handful of teams that I'd be like, kind of like read where I'd be like, you know what? I gotta go chase the bag. I can watch Washington when I get off of work. But yeah, yeah, enjoy Minnesota, Reed. Okay, that's cool. I will. <laughs> me and Kirk are gonna hang out, and plus, I hate all you guys. You know, so it'll be fun for me. I'll be the bad guy. I don't care. I'm the only one answering this honestly. You know, I just answered it honestly. It depend on the team. Yeah, that's a great. That was a great one, Tim. That was that a was really, good. really good one. All right, thank you, everyone. Thank you to Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight, sir. Thank you to everyone for your fan submissions, your questions, and your would you rather's. Sergio, Harry, J. Dilla, Tony, Orange, Scott, Mark, Tim, the Colonel. Uh, thank you so much, Andy. Thank you so much, everybody. We really, really do appreciate all the support you guys give us. We wouldn't be able to do this every week if it wasn't for you guys. Really appreciate it. All right, everybody. I'm Kyle. I am whole. And uh, my V-neck is so deep that it writes poetry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My V-neck's so deep you can see my pubes. I'm just kidding. I'm Mike. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Make sure you tune in on Thursday. We got a great, unique show lined up for you guys. Very, very unique. All right, everybody. Washington football. Hey! What's up, everyone? This is Kyle from the Burgundy Zone. We are releasing our own merch to support the show. If you want to rock the Burgundy Zone logo or you want to see Reed's face on your shirt, we got it. We're starting with t-shirts, hoodies, and zip-up. So if you're a fan of the show, make sure you snag one before they are gone. Check out the link in our bio on Instagram, or you can find the link in the description of the video. Thanks again for all your support. Until next time.